0: love it let's ride some elephants
1: ride some elephants (laughs) i hope
0: i'm recording that (laughs) i am oh boy yes (laughs) what would your elephant's name be oh that's a great question i think mine would be herb 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 that's adorable Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations.
1: We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Welcome back to Living Box Free. We are starting over... Again.
0: Again.
1: (laughs) It's a new year, a better us... Right, Becky? Hopefully. One can only hope. That's our
0: aspiration, right?
1: Yeah. We're getting toward the end of this series, actually. We have two more episodes. Today's episode, we are going to talk about tenacity, or grit, or determination, or perseverance, or... You can do it! Yeah. <laughs> Don't give up. You can do it! <laughs> that was, that's what we're going to talk about first. Becky, what's on the rise for you this week?
0: Polos and PJs. That wow. is what <laughs> is on the rise for me this week. This was my first full leadership training, which we would normally do face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. So like all week, we started early in the morning, so we had people in other countries and went until 1 p.m. on Zoom, four straight days. But the cool thing was we did a theme of each day that the the group got a vote on, Okay. which we started off in a Milenko polo, and then that transformed... But our last day, it was COVID casual, aka PJs. So I wore a onesie. First time I can say I've ever worn a onesie during a work training. <laughs> it was fantastic. amazing. <laughs> what about you? Oh, well, they're
1: doing some renovations or some sort of something on the bathroom below my office. And you know that smell when if you like, you you cook chicken and you throw like the pieces of the raw chicken in the trash mm. and then you my don't take it out that. right away. Uh, yeah. And it, a couple of days later, you open the trash can. You're like, oh, what is that? That's what my office smells like right now.
0: What's in that so, bathroom that they're renovating? I don't
1: know. Raw rotting chicken? <laughs> chicken. I don't. Maybe that's why they're renovating it. They're maybe like, that's why wow, there's plumbing issues. What are all these chickens in here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's rough, though. I got to say. Oh. I considered leaving to eat my lunch yesterday.
0: Wow. That's bad. That's how bad
1: it was. I'm sure it'll get better.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully (laughs) the weekend it airs out. They open up some windows.
1: Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are talking about grit. Basically, trying to get through, trying to accomplish the goals you set, especially as we're talking about New Year's resolutions and trying to be a better you. So we thought of three reasons, three main reasons why we tend to give up on our goals. Number one, motivation and willpower. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, basically how to work through motivation, how to understand your your willpower and make it work for you. But the second and third ones are accountability and having smart goal problems, which we've already
0: talked about. (laughs) Not smart goals.
1: (laughs) Non-smart goals. Stupid goals. Having stupid stupid goals. goals. Those are the two things, but we've talked about those in previous episodes, so you can go back and listen to those. So we're going to talk about motivation and willpower today. So we're going to tell you three top things you need to know about motivation and willpower. And the first one is willpower is not going to last. I know that's so sad. We're starting with such a downer.
0: I know, but it's the reality. It
1: is reality. And reality is your friend. Right, Mm -hmm. guys? Reality is your friend. So I read this great book a couple of years ago called Switch by Chip and Dan
0: Heath. Chip Heath. Isn't that just a great name? It is a great name. I love that. I mean, Heath makes me think of candy bars. Yes, <laughs> Chip Heath. Like, yeah, yeah. Chip. I love yeah. that.
1: <laughs> anyway, he's the one that wrote the book. But in it, he talks about how your willpower is the rider on the elephant, and the, the elephant is your emotions. So the rider is so much. If you think about, you're riding an elephant, and the rider is so much weaker than the elephant. You can't physically overpower the elephant. The elephant's going to go where it wants. So you have to learn how how long you can control the elephant. How to get it pointed in the right direction so that even when you get tired, the rider gets tired and can't control the elephant anymore, that you're still headed in the right direction. And so I've always found that to be a really helpful metaphor as I'm thinking about my willpower versus my emotions because it's really easy to have my emotions just take off with my willpower (laughs) off into the jungle and never be seen again.
0: (laughs) I I feel like it it makes me think of the movie inside out and I could see these different elephants representing my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Herb is like sweet and caring. (laughs) (laughs) Henry is angry. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll name our elephants later. That is, that's a really, (laughs) that's a cool visual though. Yeah. I find it helpful. Yes. When we think of willpower, what, That visual gives us an illustration into what is willpower. If we were to truly define willpower, it is the control exerted to do something or restrain impulses. A a lot of us...
1: (laughs) I'm making a face. Restraining impulses is a difficult thing to do.
0: It is. It is difficult. And back in the day, I remember even Nike, their slogan was just do it. Oh, yeah. Or there's Mm -hmm. other companies that uh, had slogans. Oh, I'm trying to think i think of even oh oh a- like there's the drugs like just say no oh say yeah. no to drugs just say no and and that that's great but at the end of the day that old-fashioned thinking like just say no mm-hmm. just do it at a certain point your elephant could go running off with you and you could find yourself doing something that is impulsive that you just you can't control because yeah. you weren't in the right environment
1: you knew you should just say no but yes you
0: didn't yeah and as we think about Americans and our natural tendencies. There was actually a study, the Washington Post, uh, some research they did. They surveyed 80,000 Americans and those 80,000 Americans, they asked them about 24 different strengths mm-hmm. and the lowest one that Americans ranked was willpower. <laughs> that was the lowest one. Wow, shocking. Yes, and this, uh, this great uh, Washington Post article, which we'll have to link, it talks through the science of willpower and that old adage of just do it that does not transfer long term. Yeah, It's more about the environment that we're in and those external environment and how they're influencing us. If you have an impulse to eat candy, then don't have a candy jar at your desk. <laughs> that I remember when I graduated college, yeah. I, multiple people gave me candy jars for when I went to my first job they're yeah. like oh you want to you want to be liked everyone loves the person with the candy jar Yeah, no i do not <laughs> like the person with the candy jar put that stuff away <laughs> because that is in your environment it's tempting you and at a certain point your willpower is probably gonna, going to decrease that elephant's going to take you over there and you're going to enjoy yes some candy and then feel horrible afterwards yep at least that's what happens to me that it yeah absolutely uh, another quick example around willpower I'll share my little brother he actually spent 2 years in Paraguay. And if if you haven't been to Paraguay, it is not the most developed country. I have not been to Paraguay. I haven't either actually. Hmm, okay. I've only seen it through FaceTime, okay? And when he came back one of the biggest cultural shocks as he came back to the US was all of the marketing and advertisements. In Paraguay, in the town he was in, there's one grocery store. Yeah. And you didn't have billboards with Parties or McDonald's and all these advertisements. You didn't have this, even social media targeting was different there based on here. So for him, that was a huge eye opener when he came back to America. All of the marketing and the messages pushing us to say yes to our impulses. And that's why so many of us, at a certain point, if we don't protect our environment, you probably will say yes to things that don't ultimately line up with your goals wh- yeah. and who you want to be.
1: Absolutely. I've noticed that Instagram has started targeting me by saying by almost like making it a third person ad. So like, let's say they're selling a mattress and the ad actually says, we can't we can't stop ourselves from buying this mattress. It's so good. So it, they're almost like creating this false friend of mine -hmm. Who's like, I'm doing it. You should too. That peer pressure. Yeah, which comes into, yeah, it changes my willpower perspective entirely as opposed to someone out there selling this mattress, as opposed to someone, one of my friends is buying this mattress and I want one too.
0: How clever! I know, right? Marketers. I hate marketers, and I love them. I know. I'm <laughs> always amazed by them. It is amazing. P.S. Side note: I love saying random things around Ash, so she gets Instagram ads <laughs> for random stuff.
1: It only picks up on Becky's voice for I some reason know. when we Nursing are in, bras. like a Google <laughs> friends. I get, I get all the ads that Becky should get, and I don't understand why.
0: Yes, I mean it's, it's an time. honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to decide what to say around your phone next time. <laughs>
1: So I don't know if you remember that psychology study where they put kids in a room and sat them down at a table and put one marshmallow in front of them and then said, if you wait, I think it was two minutes, if you wait two minutes, you can have a second marshmallow. But if you eat this marshmallow in that two minutes, then... (laughs) you only get the one marshmallow. And I mean, you should Google it if you haven't heard of it because it's really funny to watch the videos of the kids like trying to control themselves, just like losing their minds in this two minutes, waiting for a second marshmallow. But there have been so many interesting studies done from that perspective of, are we happier if we wait? And the general answer is yes. Um, And then there are all these studies about like, will you wait for new donuts so they have people come in they think they're waiting in a waiting room for a study but that waiting room is actually the study and they they say okay we have these donuts from yesterday's study um they're so they're kind of stale but we're bringing new donuts in they'll be here in like 15 minutes but just to make yourself comfortable we'll come and call you one at a time and then they sit there and they wait to see who eats the donuts i was going to
0: say who's going <laughs> i bet you our audience's audience right now our listeners are like i would eat the donut yes <laughs>
1: and see the thing is they can tell from that so psychologists can tell from that how successful you will be at your goals because are you willing to wait for something better or are you just going for instant gratification and in some ways that kind of terrifies me because i'm like i don't know am i willing to wait For my goals, am I am willing to wait for something better, or am I just going to settle for just okay?
0: So, what do you do? How do you? How have you made willpower last longer for you? How do you keep that driver or rider on the elephant? Yeah, (sighs) keeping the elephant pointed in the right direction. I think that
1: heads into point number two which is that motivation has to be internal and conscious Mm -hmm. not just emotional so if i think if i'm in that room with those stale donuts and i'm just (laughs) like i feel like i want a donut and i don't think about the fact that a better donut is coming if i can just wait or maybe i don't need a donut at all and i can process through that then that makes it different that i'm Mm -hmm. just going to eat the stale donut so uh, there's this fascinating an article on Forbes we'll link to it in the notes but basically why we give up on our new year's resolutions and they they lift, list three main reasons also but there are three there are their main reason is that your consciousness needs to change before your behavior can change so if you're stuck in a bad relationship you you're before you're gonna break up with that person you have to ask yourself why am I in this bad relationship why am I staying in this in the first place do I feel like this is what I deserve do I feel like there isn't someone better out there? Do I just not want to be alone? And until you can address that, that internal monologue that runs, then even breaking up with that person isn't going to necessarily help because you'll probably just fall into that pattern of behavior again the next time. So I I was thinking about, you know, why do we, why do we even feel like we need to have that donut? So if we're talking about Mm -hmm. the stale donut, (laughs) why are we like, no, I'm going to eat this stale donut now? is it because i feel like i deserve it i've had a rough week i deserve a donut so how can you change that internal narrative how can you change that line like do i deserve actually to treat my body better than by giving it a donut like i've worked hard this week it's been stressful my body deserves better than a stale donut
0: ooh powerful i don't know yes how can
1: you change that narrative
0: so this this is such a huge spotlight on the power of our mind yeah a lot of times i feel like we're seeking coaches or mentors in our lives and that's great, but we can be a coach for ourselves too. And that mental self-talk and directing it like mm-hmm. that rider on the elephant is so important. So to have willpower, one of the things that helps is to be motivated for your goals, right? And as you just said, you have to consciously change before your behavior changes motivation. So we, we talked about willpower. It's the ability to say no to impulses, motivation is the general desire or willingness of someone to do something so how willing are you to say no to the stale donut to accomplish your goal to fuel your body or your temple to feel good or to be fit yeah it, something i found very interesting i think it was 2 years ago we actually did a curriculum at work around motivation and it was based off this book drive by Daniel Pink and there's another book called The Carrot Principle. There's a really cheesy video out there <laughs> about it. I think it's on YouTube. But we're talking about this in training supervisors and we ask the supervisors, "Can you motivate someone?" Yeah. Yes or no? I would say yes. Most people say yes. The answer is actually no. Okay you can create a motivating environment.
1: Mm, okay. However,
0: that person has to individually, like what you just said, they have to consciously
1: internally, yeah.
0: internally decide to be motivated. Yeah. Because so often we have I mean I think teachers are like this too. I can't motivate my students. You're right. You cannot motivate them. They have to decide to have that willingness or desire to do something. However, you can create an environment that inspires them and motivates them. And, and that's that's probably, it's hard to swallow for teachers and I'm sure supervisors and coaches out there, but it goes to show we need to prepare people to have that mental self-talk. And if you don't really want it, if you don't really have that desire for something, then your conscious probably isn't going to change enough for your behaviors to change. Yeah.
1: And you can change your behavior. I mean, that rider can control that elephant. You can change your behavior for a short period of time, but then eventually the rider gets tired and... Yeah, you're, if your motivation isn't right or isn't understood inside of you, then yeah, you're not going to be able to control the elephant for long. Which is why we fail. Yes. At our New Year's resolutions,
0: what? And we start over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that one again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't <laughs> wait for you. <laughs> so let's let's talk about failure. Mm. Failure. I know we said that with a tone of sadness, but failure can be a gift. It can, if you approach it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Failure is okay, and I can think of so many things that I have failed at, and at the end of the day, I feel like successful people, they're only successful because they kept going.
1: Yeah. I just recently saw this meme of, speaking of Instagram, you know, showing me things that are applicable to my life. Um, I saw this meme of someone who is successful. Basically, they stacked all their failures on top of each other and climbed them, and someone who is not successful is trying to carry all their fa- failures around. And I mean, that's super cheesy, but it's true. It is true. I started a new job six weeks ago. I have messed up so much. I have failed so many times at that job. And some days it's frustrating. Some days it's hilarious. Um, and I'm talking like like pretty major screw ups that everybody notices you know, like 7,000 plus people notice kind of thing. (laughs) We're not talking like, oh, whoops, I spilled coffee on myself. Um, And every time that I mess up and I'm able to make up for it and find a way past it and learn from it, then it gets a little bit easier to mess up and move on. And so you really can grow in that feeling of learning from your mistakes and learning to move on. Now, some mistakes are harder than others, and they just are even once you've learned to move on, but... Yeah, you can grow. You can grow your tenacity by learning from your failures.
0: And yeah, as we talk about tenacity, it's it's truly just don't let failures make you stop. Yeah, don't let them get you stuck. Mm-hmm. I, I think about coaching CrossFit. I went and got my level one certification with my husband because he he loved CrossFit and I liked it, and I didn't coach two years. I never used it and then eventually got to a place where I got asked to coach and I really enjoy CrossFit. However, if you asked me to coach an Olympic lift, I was not that great (laughs) and you, you know, I feel like, like Ash and I and a lot of people, you have enough self-awareness to know, be like, that wasn't great. That wasn't (laughs) super helpful. And so I've definitely failed multiple times at coaching CrossFit and even just workout stuff, but it's been being open to get, receive feedback and try to get better and go through more trainings. And a lot of people, I feel like when they fail, they just quit. Yeah. And, and it's, it's okay. When we fail, a lot of times I feel like you build trust and rapport with people. You show them you really care about that common purpose when you keep going.
1: And a good question to ask yourself is if you do fail and you want to quit, Why? What are you afraid of? What do you feel like is, you know, are you afraid of people thinking that you're stupid? Are you afraid of losing your job? What what are you afraid of when you fail that makes you want to quit? And then decide, is it worth it? Is, you know, having people think you're stupid or not having people think you're stupid worth quitting your job over? Probably not. Like if they're either going to think you're stupid or they're not, there's really not a whole lot you can do about that. You might as well try to grow and become a better version of you. So trying to assess what, it, what is it that's bothering you? What is it that you don't like about that that particular kind of failure? Because I feel like each kind of failure in our lives, we read into it something else that it says about ourselves. Like if I fail in a friendship, it's going to feel different than if I fail at work. Yes. And so what is it about that particular type of failure that I'm afraid of?
0: Something I've noticed, people who have failed a lot and keep going and are now successful what I have observed, those people are usually very humble.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: It's because they had to get rid of their ego.
1: Yeah.
0: And as you were talking, just so many people, I feel like they don't want to do something because they don't want to be perceived as, what you said, stupid or yeah. not good at that. It's like uh, we have these egos that make us, I don't want people to see me fail. And and then it's amazing. You have these successful people. They, no, I've failed a million times, <laughs> but they're so humble. Yeah. Because they got rid of their ego at the door and they just, they gave it a go.
1: Yeah. So really the bottom line here is decide internally what is important to you. Decide what's going to keep you from doing that. Like your emotions are probably going to stop you from doing that. Work on your internal monologues to talk yourself through it. And then when you mess up, just keep going. Just keep failing. We've talked about before. Actually, can you talk about Becky? Like that concept of... If you fail once, like the whole
0: day is gone. Uh yeah. We did we talk about that in nutrition? Uh, we did. I think we mm-hmm. did a, around. It's that all or nothing. Yes. Yes. So if if you fail once throughout your day, it does not mean you have to chalk up that day as it's ruined. Right. It's that's one task that you failed at. There are um, gosh. So many tasks in your day. If you failed at something workwise, go be a stellar parent when you get home. Go be a stellar friend. You you don't have to be dictated by one failure in your day. Yeah, doesn't have to change the direction of your entire attitude.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean I fall into that so often of like, well, I had I had one too many donuts this morning or something. And the whole day is gone, and it's like nine a.m. <laughs> like I mean, come on, <laughs> really. Don't let yourself be that all or nothing. Don't let yourself talk yourself into that all or nothing feeling.
0: Yes. So, yeah. We've talked about willpower, motivation. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Successful people have stacked that failure up to get where they are. Yeah. I, we know it is, it's It's March. Yeah. A lot of us, these New Year's resolutions, go back to your goals. Ask yourself. How well did I set my goals? Do I need to refine them or change them? And then like what Ash said, is this even what I really, really want? If I'm failing, why is that? Process that, ask yourself those questions and then refine your goals so that here, March through the next couple of months, you can be really focused on advancing in in what you truly want. Yeah, and if you want some help
1: thinking through your goals and refining those goals, we will be back next week with an episode on modifying or updating or creating in the first place your superhero creed. I think it was... (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. I knew there was a sound for that one. (laughs) (laughs) So we're excited to talk about that. If you missed that first episode that we talked about it it was episodes two and three way back in the beginning man that we talked about creating your superhero creed so you can go listen to those we will give a quick uh, snapshot of what that was but we'll talk about updating that we're excited to talk to you next time bye (laughs)